This is the Ebony Empress Show on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to everyone in the virtual world. This show is for those who want to learn more about dating and relationships. Hang out with the Ebony Empress Show page on Facebook or on Twitter at Ms. Ebony Empress and on her website, www.ebonyempresstv.com. Hold on to your seats and enjoy the ride. Here is your host for tonight, Ms. Ebony Empress. Welcome to the show. This is Ebony Empress, of course, I'm coming to you from the UK. And I'm just looking for my co-host, who should be out there, Courtney, um, Anne, who's joining me from California. And uh, she should be in any minute now. But we also have tonight a really great guest for you. I have Leslie M. Scott-Jones, and she is a brilliant book writer. I am so excited about her coming on because she's no stranger to the show. We do know her. Well, some of you do. Um, We've known her for a while. Um, But, you know, she's great because what I like about Leslie is that she used to have her own blog show, but she is multi-talented, and we get to hear some of that tonight, some of the talents that we may not know about, and it's all in that amazing book. Um, let me see if I can find Courtney Ann. I'm sure she is here. Hi, Courtney. Hello. Hey, how are you, hey, girlfriend? Hey, yeah, hello, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, just sitting over here going like, oh, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited because we have the lovely, lovely Leslie and Scott Jones with us and the book writer. And uh, I'm excited to hear about her book. I think it's going to make some interesting conversation. And already this week I've been talking to people about the bookend thing because I think a lot of people can relate to it. But we'll get into that conversation maybe a little bit later. But how are you? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing, you know, good. Taking one day at a time, you know. But uh, I can't complain. Okay. Um, I know the weather is amazing out here, so that's always nice. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> I, lucky yes, you. like, can't, they don't really get better than California, I'm not going to lie. Well, maybe Florida, but I don't know. California's this weather is just, at this time, it's like, right now, I think it's like 75 degrees right now. Like, uh, it's so nice. Oh. oh, no. I hate you. I hate you. It, it's so, so cold in the UK right now. It feels like it's going to snow any minute. So uh, yeah, we we we're not feeling too great about the weather right now, but it's still, I think it's still a bit mild considering that we're still in a, a, we're just at the beginning of March and we didn't really have snow. So if it starts to snow this weekend, no one will be really surprised. But uh, no, it's not like your Cali weather. It is normal UK, a little bit drab, quite cold. But hey, that's where we are. Okay. <laughs> so, when did you guys' well, summer start? Or when did it, well, what's next? Not summer, uh, spring. So, when did you guys' spring, spring start? Yeah. Well, spring will probably be around the middle of March, um, probably we start to see spring coming through. Although it's okay. been spring-like, because I, I shouldn't moan too much, because we've had some mild days, and, uh, yeah, that kind of implied that maybe spring was going to come early, but then this little cold spell over this week has kind of got everybody a little bit 
back in, you know, the the heavy coats and the scarves and everything. So uh, I don't know. Global warming has yeah. kind of messed it up a bit. We haven't had our four seasons as we should, but you know, everything is good as long as you're breathing. Everything's good. Right. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely, it's okay. Um, but I wanted to play a little something before we got started on the show, because um, I know we've got a conversation over the next hour and sort of 20 minutes, but I'm going to kind of nick about five minutes um, to play something. And uh, uh probably going to play Kelly Price Healing, and, gonna, and then I think we can get back and be ready to have a conversation with Leslie. Is that okay with you? Yes, it is. That's my song, too. I like that song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So let's go for that, and we'll be right back, guys. Just let me just say welcome to everybody out there um, in the virtual world. You guys, if you're in the chat room, if you're just listening on your phone, welcome to the show. Um, Yeah, we have a great conversation for you. Hang in with us. Uh, We'll be right back.
living like bookends with a partner. And I have, of course, Courtney with me. Hey, Courtney, we're back. And, um, yeah, how to stop living like bookends with a partner. That's a good topic, right? What do you think, Courtney? Okay, before I say what I think, I'm going to do do a test really quick. I'm going to see something. I want to see if my phone is tripping or if it's my headphones. Hold on. Okay. Okay, no, actually, never mind, it's not tripping. Okay, sorry, it was like, I think I had the connection wrong. Okay, ask me one more time, because, like, mine, it was going in and out oh, for your question. You, what do you think of the topic, how to stop living like bookends with a partner? So is that a good one? Do you think that's a good yeah. topic, a good question? Yeah, or a oh, good yeah. thought, how to stop living like bookends? Um, I think um, I want to hear from Leslie, so let, let's bring her in, let's bring Miss Leslie M. Scott Jones in. Welcome, Leslie, to the show. We are so Hello. happy to have you. Hello. Hey. So Thank let me you so much for having me on. This is so great. Yeah, well, it, it was great to see that your book was out there. First, let me introduce you to Courtney. She's my co-host, uh, my new co-host. So you guys say hi. Hello, hello. Hey. How okay. how you doing? I'm excited so, to hear um, about your book too. I'm gonna have to. I, I think this is a very. When Ebony was asking me, you know, what I thought of the topic, um, when I had read it earlier this morning, I was like, yeah, this is a really good topic because so many people live like this. Even myself, I've been through it too. So I'm excited to hear. I'm excited to tell yeah. you. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know where do, where do we start except at the beginning because uh, you know what made you write the book in the first place because it's a really great title, it's a lovely title. Um, well, as with most art, um, it came from real life. Um, yeah, I was in a relationship with with a really wonderful man, um, who is still in my life. Um, but just the places that we were in our lives, um, made it hard for us to commit to each other in any real significant way. And so I started thinking about that and, and, you know, what that means for a relationship long term and, and it just kind of grew. I just, I started writing it and at first it was a short story and then I realized the story was a little bigger and, um, and it just kind of happened. And the interesting thing was as I was writing it, I had no idea how it was going to end. I had no idea if these two people were going to end up together or not. Um, I just kind of let it flow. Okay. So you said it was based on real life. Yeah. Were you kind of journaling through, you know, writing things down whilst you were going through the experience with with that 
person? Um, or is this kind of a reflection or reflective kind of book at the end of the relationship? Or where, where, where are you? How did you do it? No, it's it's, it's a kind of um, a little bit of both. Um, because obviously, you know, the female character, the main female character is me and the main male character is him. So when I started writing it, we were still together. Um, so it was, it was just kind of me projecting because I, I never start a relationship thinking that it's going to last forever. So I thought to myself, okay, so let's just say, you know, we have this great connection, but something happens and we break up. So what would happen if we saw each other again? after we broke up, how would that play out? And so that's how I started writing it. And um, and we didn't break up until after I had finished the book. So does the book kind of end with a happy ending then, or is it, is it what happened? Um, I think it depends on what you think about these this relationship. Um there are some people, uh, friends of mine, who have read it who who think, oh, thank God, it ended that way. Woo, I'm so happy. And others have said, man, why did she do that? <laughs> you know, why did she choose him? Like, I don't understand. So, you know, I think it, I think it really depends on how you view the relationship that's discussed in the book and and mm-hmm. how you really think about how people choose who they want to spend their lives with. Yeah. Oh, okay. So so first, um, I'm going to let Courtney come in in a bit, but I just want to ask one one more question. Define bookends for me, because I I, I picked something off your page which kind of explained it, but but explain it what it really is. What do you mean by bookend? It is a story about two people on the opposite end of the same question. And the question is, do I want to be in love? And if so, is this the person I want to be with? And it's also a play on on who these two people are because both of these people are writers. Um, they're both artists. So it just seemed to fit. Okay. Hmm. Do you have a question, Courtney? I do have a question, yeah. actually. Um, okay. So are, these, are the two characters, are they... Are they both in agreement and both on the same page and on the same level of their their feelings, you know, are they, being, are they, are they mutual? You know, like do they both want each other, you know, the same, well, maybe not exactly the same, but, you know, for the most part, and all this, but they'll, they're just trying to figure out, like, okay, wait, is this good and everything is this perfect? Wait, do we really want to go down this road? Is that, is that, the, is that the question? Or is it, like, one of them feels strongly and, and wants this person the other one doesn't and they're kind of teetering like you know that's I think that's the biggest question I have right now 
Well, it's a little bit of both because um, the book starts out uh, two years after they've broken up. And he has just written a new novel that's been published, and he's about to start his book tour. And she is living in New York, and she's kept track of him. So she shows up unannounced at one of his first signings. So the beginning of it, they're, it's, it's that they're both, oh, wow, I haven't seen you in two years. This is awesome. Let's go and, and catch up. And, of course, even in the space of one night, they end up at the same place in their relationship that they were two years prior, which was her saying, okay, if we're going to do this, then let's do this. Let's figure it out. And him standing there not saying anything. You know, as men do, they they don't always—they don't always express what's going on in their head, and that's her biggest complaint about him is that he doesn't say it. You know, and and women like to hear the words. You know, we want you to say it. Yeah. Um. And so, then the rest of the book is basically them realizing you know, is this the person I want? Is this what I want for the rest of my life? Like, is this, do I want to be in love or am I okay okay just being by myself? And there are also some other issues. There are things um, that he doesn't know about her. And that's, the main reason that she really needs to hear those words from him. And because he doesn't know, he doesn't understand that that's why. So she has to come to terms with some of her own past and some things that happened to her in her childhood to be able to tell him, you know, to to open herself up in that way. And, you know, she was kind of doing it backwards. She was saying, no, when you tell me you're going to be here, then I'll let you in. Instead of trusting who she knew he was as a, as a man, that he would still care about her, that he would still love her no matter what. And telling him everything and then, you know, waiting for his reaction. So, so there's a lot of there's some there's some twists and turns, and there's another man in her past that has basically been waiting for her for 25 years, and this Ooh. other man is very different from Quinn. Um, he's he is a man who says everything and is very intense about his feelings. You know, at, at one point she says. You know, he would hire skywriters if he thought it would get the point across, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So she's got these two men that are, that both love her, and she has feelings for both of them, but it's really about deciding who's going who's gonna to be there for the long haul, 
and who's who's going to be the best match for me over time. And I I do have one I have another question. So after years have gone by now, and well, I'm not I'm assuming years have gone by, but um, do you? Because this is about you, so I'm, I'm making it kind of personal. Like, do you feel like um, words would have made a difference like you thought they would have at that time? If that makes sense. Um. Wow. I don't know. Um. The I guess the most interesting thing about this is that, you know, like I said, the the man that this male character Quinn is based on, you know, I was in a relationship with him for three years and 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 it was and still is the best relationship I've ever had. And as I said, we're still we're we're still very close. Um so close, in fact, that he's um, helping me do the audiobook. So he's voicing the character that he's based on. Um, so that has been really interesting because, you know, he's voicing himself. Like, he, it's, a, it's a different version. There are things that Quinn does that, of course, he would never do. But, um, but I also think that doing the audiobook with him after we had broken up, it's kind of helped us be friends afterwards. And it's and it's helped us, even though we haven't had major discussions about it, it's, it's helped us kind of come to terms with our relationship. Right. Mm. I, 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 I guess. It's so crazy. About, oh, go ahead, Ebony. No, I was going to say, um, just my feeling when you said that was like, why then? Why why would you need to break up? Why why would you become bookends? I mean, clearly from what you're saying and and hearing kind of almost the passion in your voice that you know there are some deep feelings there, and uh, and there was a lot expressed in that relationship that you still you still you know look back and reflect on and. Uh, you know that I can hear that you still really like that person. So how did you? How did this journey come to be bookends? How did you? Where did you go wrong? Where did that? And I know that's hard to answer, maybe in some ways. But can you see a journey? The journey that you took, which got you to a point where you became bookends, and could you have changed something along the way so that you didn't become bookends? Because I don't um, know. I- I think I think it it is really complicated um um for from my point of view of his side of it is that you know men are very mission oriented they they see a problem and they want to solve it and and they can't do anything else until that problem is solved and and he is the he is textbook example of that so he has at this point in his life he has a lot going on and right now he feels like he cannot handle all of that stuff and a relationship even though 
he cares about me, even though, you know, I mean, seriously, we went to lunch like two days ago and had a great time. You know, there's no, there's no animosity. Nobody hurt anybody. Nobody's mad at anybody. Um, but he just feels like there are things he needs to concentrate on and, and he feels like his attention would be divided and, and he doesn't want to do that. So it's more of a timing mm-hmm. issue. And, you know, on my side, I'm kind of like, well, you know, I'm not asking for a whole lot of time. You know, like I'm not. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I also, but, but here's the thing. When somebody has the balls to say that to you, when somebody cares enough about how what they do or don't do affects you to the point where they say, you know what, I, I don't want to hurt you. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm not giving you what you deserve, so I need to walk away. You know, you have to respect that. I mean, on, on even though it's not the decision that you would make, you have to respect the fact that they say that, that you know, that they thought about it that much that they care enough about you that they're saying, hey, you know what, I don't want to hurt you in the long run. So I'm going to stop it now while, we're, while we still like each other. <laughs> um, and I do respect wow. that he did that. Wow. Wow, I kind of hear two things in that, though. I hear two things. I hear one thing, okay, I respect and I, I you know, and I don't want to hurt you, but I hear also... I'm selfish enough to want what I want on my terms. Well, that's the other yeah, side. That uh, that's the other side. To me, just the side I, the other side I hear because you can okay. You could do. He could. He could go in two directions, um, and achieve exactly what he he's achieving in the same way. He could do it with you, or he could do it alone. And sometimes doing it with the person that you say you love is, you know, at the end of the day, you get so much more gratification because you both share the journey. You've both been through the bumps and the humps and whatever. I just feel like it sounds like a little cop-out. I don't know if it's just me. When you go like, I'm going to do it on my own because, you know, well, I completely understand that um, because that's, that's, how I felt when it first happened. Um, but then thinking about it afterwards, um, you have to you have to understand who he is. And um and that's that's really what the book um talks about is you know, you have to understand who that person is that you have chosen to love. Because it is a choice. And I know. I know. And when you make the choice to to love someone, you have to give them room to be who they are, even if that isn't the choice you would make. And you have to look at it from their point of view and say, okay, because of your life experience and your particular experience in relationships, I understand why it's seems more comfortable to you to be by yourself. I understand why it seems like this is work that you need to do 
and you feel you need to be alone to do it. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, okay, you you think that you will be better, maybe not happier, but better if you take this path at this moment in your life. And I love you. I okay. want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're with me or not, I want you to be happy. So I have to respect that choice. Okay. Well, I've got a love doctor, so we'll bring him in in a bit. Courtney, did you want to say something? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, so, and you know, Ebony, already that I'm I'm kind of different in my, my ways and thinking. However, and I mean this with the utmost respect, so nobody takes this on. I don't, I don't think we necessarily choose or can choose who or how much or who we fall in love with, right? So I think that, like, when you meet somebody and you see their situation, then it's your choice. Then do I want to, you know, stick around and, and still, you know, see where this goes or see what happens? Or am I, do I see some red signs and do I want to leave? So that's where the choice is, right? So then we stick around and we end up falling in love, not because we chose to fall in love, but because we chose to stick around. So then say we fall in love, and we start to not like something. Some, something just starts to just not, you know, go our way, and we're, you know, or just like she's saying, you know, he, he, which, and I agree with Ebony a little bit. It does sound like a little bit of a cop out, and I only say that because I've, I've actually been through something, and, and am going through something so similar, it's ridiculous. But um, I think that after, you know, after we fall in love with somebody and we see that they're not being how how we want them to be, I think that's what a lot of women kind of justify, you know, sticking around as like, well, I got to love him for him. But really the the choice, you, you already gave up that choice for falling in love, so now the choice is do I still continue to torment myself watching this man that I'm in love with not fully be here like, like I want to be here for him? And that's really, that's what I'm going through. And that's really hard, you know, so I feel for you and, I, you know, I, I, I understand mm-hmm. that. But I'm not going to lie, like, when I, I was listening to you talk, I forgot that it was about you for a second, and I was like, uh-uh, that character is a married man. And then I was like, I, I, I'm glad I had it on mute at first, because I was like, oh, wait. And I was like, damn. And then I thought about it, and I started, you know, thinking about it, and I'm like, if you think about it, if he's really single, or if, not saying he's not, you know what I'm saying, but, like, if, if someone really loves you, they, you know, to say, oh, I, I, I love you so much that I don't want to hurt you, well, if you love me, why would you hurt me? You know what I'm saying? But so that's, it's kind of like that's the thing. That's the thing that um, that is fascinating and frustrating <laughs> um, is that that really is how he thinks. He really does think that, and 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 it's it was a um, it was a current through our entire relationship um, where. He feels like he doesn't know how to do it. He's not good at it. So he's better off by himself. And, it, you know, and yes, believe me, I told him, okay, you got to stop that martyr shit. You need to, you know, come down <laughs> off the cross. Other people need the wood. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, he's got to figure that out for himself. Self. Me telling him that, oh, yeah. even me showing him that, 
isn't going to change his mind about it. He needs to come yeah. to that realization on his own. And Absolutely. could he have done it quicker and easier with me in his life? Of course. But that's not the path he chose. And, you know, I you can't make anybody do anything. They do what they want to do. And yeah. when we... When we had the, that last conversation, he fully admitted. He's like, I know I'm, I'm an idiot. I know that I'm going to regret this because you're amazing. And I don't know why I can't just sit back and enjoy it. But I can't, and I need to figure out why. Okay. Well, you know, my thought would be, you okay, you need to go figure that out. Go figure that out. I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be in your space. I want you even doing my book. I don't want no you know, I'd be I I I I'd be like, I'm cutting your ass off full stop, right? And then you go sort it out, do that stuff on your own and catch me later ten years from now. Okay? Cause, you know, you know, 'cause in on the other hand, how I feel is like he'll still be around in a way and I feel like it kind of is a block, which may become, uh, you know, this block that goes on because it's like it's ended, but it hasn't really ended because you're still there and you're still having the conversation. Although you say it's at an end, there's still a conversation happening. I don't know. I struggle with the friendship after you've done that. I struggle. It's just a personal need. I probably need healing. I probably need God. But and I would say so did I. <laughs> yeah, I I struggled with whether or not to, you know, stay close friends with him or not. And you know, at the end of the day, we were we were friends before anything happened. And mm-hmm. and he's someone that um whose opinion I value. Um and we we live in a very small community. Like, being able to say, okay, bye, and not see him was just not an option either because we have so many friends in common. Like, we were going to run into each other. So I was just like, okay, then I need to figure out a way to make this work where where we can be friends and we can still, you know, hang out and be in each other's lives and have both of us be okay. Okay. Um, I got Hilton. I got Hilton on. Hilton, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, are do you, you want to comment? Because you know what, I, I, you know me, I probably need the soul saving or something. Why I would be thinking <laughs> that I, I, you know, the way I am, but I, I struggle with it. Maybe because I just, you know, my thinking is different on it. But I get what. Um, Leslie's saying if you're living in a small town you know you're going to run into that person I'll probably be running him down not running into him but hey <laughs> that's just me <laughs> I'll be getting the car and running him down and then I don't have to see him again but you know that's that's just me but um, what do you think Hilton Pro- give probably... a man's perspective it'll be interesting to see what you say no, I probably need a, a bit more background into it I, I'm hearing bits and pieces of the conversation. I am not fully informed okay. for me to give full commentary. Okay. Yeah, you um, can just bring me up to date as to what the scenario was. Or maybe or... That, 
Yeah. A quick summary would be, and, and Leslie can tell me if I'm getting this right or wrong, but she's written this book, which is um, about bookends, and it's, um, it's kind of a reflection of a relationship that's just finished, but she wrote it while she was in the relationship, um, <laughs> and the relationship has now ended. And we were talking, you know, my reflection at the end there was about, you know, the relationship being over because this guy chose to end it on the basis that, you know, he felt he needed to do things in his life and, you know, he wouldn't have enough time to give to that relationship, although he thinks Leslie is an amazing person. I'm like, thank you for thinking I'm amazing, but, you know, what's, what, what's that about? I don't know. So I am, you know, at the moment, I think Leslie's done a great thing in that she's kind of captured all the, the story of, you know, the experience and how she got to this point. I think the question I was asking you is, if you're in a relationship with someone and that person decides at the end they want to end it because they need to do stuff that maybe doesn't include you and they don't want to hurt you, but, you know, they're out and the relationship's ended, but they're still the friend that's around and still involved in your life, I don't know. I, I struggle with that because I feel like that person may become a block to your moving forward and and getting what you need because in, in the way he's cut it off by saying, you know, I'm not available for you in the way I used to be, so how do I move forward if you're still there? So that's, that that might be my question to you, Hilton. What oh, that's you think? the question. Oh. oh, right, that's a deep one. Um well, first of all, I think, you know, depending on where you're at <clears throat> in your journey with the person, you can detach. Some people can detach, and some people, because I get the impression that the person that in, had a relationship, a platonic relationship with this guy before they became, before intimacy became Mm-hmm. Um, before we, before they became right, involved intimately. Yeah. Yes. Leslie, is that correct? You guys were friends, right? Yeah, we were friends for about five years before anything, before any clothes came off. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and then <laughs> clothes came off, and now clothes get, got back on. <laughs> um, sometimes some people... In terms of closure, there are some people who need um, to be <clears throat> to be apart from the individual for them to heal uh, before they could either re- re- reunite or just move on. And there are other people who can g- get closure, you know, because you know, relationship, you know, you need to grieve, you need to. There's a death of the relationship. You need to, you know, there's a process that you go through before you you're able to relate to anyone, much less the person. However, there are people who can process that and grieve and get back on their feet and still have the person as a platonic relationship. Um, You know, so there's no right or wrong answer. There is no definitive um, recipe as to what we can say or do. And I am saying it, it depends on a lot of variables. Um, obviously, it's very hurtful to be rejected and to be rejected on 
um, on some plane that you're not even clear, because I'm not very clear as to why. I think the reasons given sound almost like excuses much more than um, any foundational, solid point of departure. <clears throat> but I subscribe to what the author is saying, that, look, you need to release people and let them go. Whether or not yeah. you keep them in your life, well, that's a totally different question altogether. And that would depend on how you heal and um, whether or not you are sufficiently healed to relate to them and move on from the relationship. There are some suggestions I can give, um, particularly mm -hmm. if you're living in close proximity or within close proximity with this person. Obviously, you're going to see the person from time to time or meet the person or um, in, the case, in this case, um, they are mutual friends. They have mutual friends, so they would run into each other. Yeah. Um, my suggestion, one, is to keep it professional. And by professional, <laughs> you understand? I hope you understand what I mean by professional or civil. He means ain't no clothes coming off no more. That's what he means. <laughs> That's included. <laughs> you know, however, I, I, I simply mean that, yes, that included, but also, you know, you just be, um, yes, civil to the person. If you have to say hi, hello, good morning, good afternoon, but however, you keep a detached, you know, you, you'll be very detached because, you know, there could be relapses with intimacy. Intimacy is almost like an, a drug. It's like an addiction that you could relapse based on your history, based on the chemistry that you've had, based on the relationship, the bonding that has happened. So to prevent that from happening, particularly if you love this guy and if you have chemistry, if you're bonded with this person, to prevent that from happening, happening, you have to be detached. So if it's not necessary to be in his company, don't be in his company. If, he get, if you're at the same party and, you know, you can't deal with it, leave. Um, if the party's big enough so that he could be on one end of the room and you're on the other, do that. Um, you know, if you have to cross each other, say, hi, hello, how are you? but don't sustain um, a conversation to the point where you become drawn into, you know, down memory lane and feelings begin to resurrect and all that sort of thing. So it's better that you keep, you feed the person with a long spoon, let's say. <laughs> I hope that helps. Yeah. I think it's hard when you're in a small town and or you've got that person mm -hmm. doing stuff for you like you have. There's, you know, you're doing. He's doing the audio for the book, and so you, you you're in. Um, oh, they're working already kind of connected. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. still working together. Yeah, we're still working together. <laughs> and you are able to maintain professional boundaries. Oh yeah. Um, and part of that is because of just who we are. 
um, you know, we're both artists, and, you know, when we get together to do something, it's all about the work. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> you seem as though that you have very quickly healed from... Well, I I don't think that there was a whole lot of healing that needed to happen. I mean, as I said, you know, when we parted, it wasn't because someone was mad at someone or some someone had done something or, you know, it wasn't antagonistic at all. It was just a disagreement about how how to progress, you know. And um, and his failure to realize that it didn't really need to <laughs> in, in the way that he thought. <laughs> well, I think, so here's my little you know, worry. Between... I don't know if anybody sees no, it my me... way, but but I was going to say, Hilton, my my little worry would be that if you if you end something and you that you don't kind of recognize that it ended in that you allow yourself to go through a process of healing. Because I think by you saying, Leslie, that actually there's no requirement for healing, you're almost saying, well, nothing happened. But something has happened. You kind of, you have ended a connection. So if you've ended that, I think um, you kind of got to, you have to recognize the end of it for it to to really leave. If you're kind of continuing in in some some ways, still relating, it doesn't give you a chance to really recognize any pain because you're still very much in in a relationship with that person. So, oh no! I mean, you're technically saying... there there has definitely been recognition of, <laughs> um, you know, because there's there's always that that odd moment that I know like both of us have had, you know, where something happens, whether it's good or bad or, you know, just occurrences that happen in life. And normally that would be the person you call. And then it's the question, Oh, but should I call them? Like, like I want them to know cause they're my friends, but are we like that anymore? I don't know. If I should pick up the phone or not, <laughs> you know? Um, so that kind of stuff, um, has, has happened. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely different. It is, it is not the same as it was, but, um, but I think both of us want to still have the other person in our, in our lives. Um, and that's something that has both of us, because we talked about it, you, you know, we he he actually brought it up. He said, I don't want this to be like every other relationship that's ended and, you know, we never speak or we never see each other or, you know, we only talk or find out about stuff that's going on through mutual friends. He's like, I, you know, I want you in my life. So, you know, it, it just, yeah. and it's, it's all about the maturity of the people involved, you, you know. I know, make it work. but it sounds like having the pain can eat it. If I may, may I say something? Yeah, sure. Because, like, 
um, first off, I commend you for even putting yourself out there as far as you're, you know, writing a book on it because there's so many people going through this thing right now, exactly what you're talking about right now. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it short. So you remind me of, I have an ex-husband, and you, you're hearing your situation reminds me of it, but flip, like you being my ex-husband. So that, was, that is the best relationship I've ever had in my life. Like, that is my best friend. However, I, I got with him when I was young, and we grew into two totally different people. We um, grew, grew into two totally different people, and I just was not in love with him, period. I couldn't force it. It just was not there. I loved him as a person, as a friend, but, like, it was so much like I didn't even really want to have sex. Like, it was just I couldn't. I, I couldn't. So, but that man loved me. Like, I'll probably never have that love ever again. He loved everything about me and was just, was just amazing, but I literally could not force it. So I, I had to force myself to leave him first. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like it was bad, but it wasn't there. So then when I left him, we remained friends. I selfishly didn't want to let that love go, that being able to count on this person no matter what time of day. You know, I, it, that's hard to let go. We weren't having sex, you know, but at the same time, like, he would have. That's why, you know, hopefully if y'all having sex, it's, you're never going to let him go. But you don't have to answer that. That's your personal business. But, like, you know, I, I made sure not to do that because I'm like, I could see it in his eyes. Like, he, yeah, he's my friend. And he, you know, he had a girlfriend. He got a new girlfriend and stuff. But he could not let me go. Like, he wanted, he just thought that there was going to, at the end of this road, it was going to be a, just held onto that hope. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it feels like that's what you're kind of doing. And I don't know. I could be wrong. But because there's a lot of information you haven't really, you know, said as far as detail, which, you know, you don't have to. But just by hearing what you said, it sounds like, one of you isn't in love with each other the way they need to be to be a couple, but both of you love your friendship and don't want to let that go. But the and you know the one who is is in love and actually secretly lays down at night and it's just like man, I just hope that you know he sees this or she sees this. Um, you guys are gonna be so hurt at the end of that road. I got, I promise you, it's gonna that end of the road. There's never going to be a different end to that road. So I hope, you know, like I said, eat the watermelon, spit out the seeds, meaning like, you know, I don't, I could be wrong in some of what I'm saying, but it just sounds so much like what I went through. Like, I was like, how can I not speak on it? So that's what I want to say, guys. Hopefully that came out right. Okay. No, it sounded okay. I don't know. Leslie, what what do you think? Um, the reason I, I don't think that that's the path we're going to take is that, you know, I, I have moved on. Um, you know, I actually, I actually had a date the, like, two days after we broke up. Like, you, you know, I've been, I've been dating. I've been, um, actually, I just met somebody new Monday. It seems promising. Good. Good for you. You know, I mean, and I think um, I may be um, kind of a unicorn um, because, you know, when he, when he and I first got together, we were not monogamous. And, and that was open. Like, he, he knew. 
he knew that he was not the only one. I don't believe it. I can hear you. Um, you yeah. Hello? Yeah, Very good. Yeah, okay. Maybe mute yourself because we're still hearing you. See, I don't... Yeah. Um, my so not working. when we um, started getting, not, I don't want to say more serious because it, cause that kind of gives a different connotation, but um, about eight months in, um, I made the decision that I didn't want to be naked with anyone else but him. And, you know, and I told him that. And he was very happy about that. And, you know, and we kept moving forward. Um, But there was always the understanding that, you know, he was free to do what he wanted to do and I was free to do what I wanted to do. So so our our relationship was really different. Um, It doesn't fit into any any box that anyone has constructed as as of yet. Um, so yeah. So that that kind of impacts what happened when when we broke up because there was never a formal relationship like others would would think of a relationship. So it's different. Sounds different to me. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds different. But hey, uh, you know, it's always about choices, and I think you've made your choices to how you move forward. And I'm glad to hear that you're actually dating. Um, But I think, uh, yeah, you know, it's be it's still early days, but no, I I think you're doing the right thing, getting back out there and trying to date, um, you know, um, yeah, but I I don't know, I just got a little well, personal little feels a little bit uncomfortable. That that's the little I I'm not sure what makes me feel uncomfortable about your choices to the, to how you're handling it, but it may be just that he seems to have got everything you wanted and you you know and you're still the loser if you know what I mean so he still gets to be around you he still gets to have the pseudo almost relationship with you where you know you're you're there you're available to him not in the way that you were not in the sexual way but in the emotional way he can still get the emotional uh, you know and, and the, the working relationship and and yeah, you know, you're not getting all your needs, but I guess you know, then you go out and date. But um, maybe that's the bit that makes me think, like, well, you know, uh, may, yeah, just makes me a little uncomfortable. I want to see what I really think, but it does make <laughs> me a bit because I'm thinking, like, why do you need to make that choice, right? And I know it's his choice and it's his thing, but it's like that's like a coward's way out. Like, why would you need to let go of somebody who is clearly a great asset in your life, who, uh, you know, you can work with, and there are not many people who who may be a partner that you can still work with, 
you know what I mean? Yeah. And he can yeah. work with you. He can, he can, he can talk to you as a friend. He can relate with you on so many levels. And you're gonna give that up, really? Like, really? Yeah. And you know, know what? That's what. But that's that's what we talk. That's what I talk about in the book. Um, and you get to hear it from the guy's perspective, where you know he's he's thinking, okay, yes. I get along with her, you know, I have feelings for her, she's great, but is this what I really want? Like, do I actually want to be in love? Because because men think about it so differently than women do. Women think, hey, we get along, we have fun, we have this great connection, the sex is great, cool, that's done, next. You know, men, especially men who have, you know, grown up in Western society, when they're in a relationship, no, they're all in choice. <laughs> there are all of, but there are all Crazy. of these other things that come into being in a relationship because then he has to be the quote unquote man in your life, right? So he is now responsible mm. for your emotional happiness, for your sexual happiness, possibly no. for your no. financial happiness. And when men can't let go of those expectations and they have, you know, other things in their life that are also huge, i.e. children or um you know, family illness or whatever, then it becomes, okay, something's got to go. You know, something's got to go. I can't, I can't and, handle and the person all of this who, Really? And the person yeah, who is and, giving him life, who's giving him air and energy and supporting him and having his back, you're going to give that yes, up, really, then you're what? a fool. You don't deserve but a good you woman. Are, I like, but if you are a person... I'd be like, go kick rock. Go kick rock. But if you're, you're, but if you're a person <laughs> who who believes you don't deserve that, that there is something yeah, inherently... Go into therapy. Go do something. <laughs> Can I say something? You know, but, that's, but, that's, but that's what the book is about. It's like, okay, you have these two people oh. who, for very different reasons, believe at their core that they are not lovable. Okay, oh. there are these there are these two people who have this great connection. They are friends. They are there when they need each other. It's awesome. But each one of them, for different reasons, believes that they are unlovable, that there is something about them that if this other person knew it, they would walk away. So it becomes a choice of do I take that risk and be hurt or do I walk away? So I can Um, keep it the way it is. Yeah, I got someone who wants to come in. Um, Hilton, before you speak, let, let's just bring someone in. I got someone on five five nine. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you today? I'm I, good. Uh, I've been uh, following your show today. I have been a follower of 
Courtney when I saw that she was going to be on your show. I love listening to you, especially when you've been on hers. And I've been listening and following this conversation. And I have to tell you, I am much older than you guys. I'm pretty sure of that. And I can tell you that from my point of view, you have a lot of denial going on. You are not Mm. in touch with your true feelings. When you think that something deep inside makes you feel unlovable, now you're looking at the fact that you're, you're thinking, I don't want to be rejected, or what happens if I do love him and he loves me, and maybe I really don't want to commit. It's not that you're unlovable. It's not that you feel that way. If you are that connected to somebody, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> not even close. You you can't be mm-hmm. on this plane here and then think that's a true statement. You have a lot of denial in you. You don't there's something maybe in your past that you don't wanna face that makes you feel that way. It, it, I mean that's my personal opinion just from what I've heard you talking about. Um and I've been around I've been through a lot of relationships but they are when I say, you know, there's always a good and a bad, but I can tell you that um, there's a lot more to this than, than what you you are letting out. You really need to dig into yourself and find out what it is that you are afraid of. That's just my personal opinion, though. Oh, thank you for that. Um, it's your opinion, but thank you for it. I, You know, I think it's always hard when you hear someone, when someone has the perfect story for, you know, and and has the perfect scenario. And, you know, good people are hard to find. Good people are hard to find. If you've been in relationships, you will know that when you find a good woman or a good man, you, you know, you have found gold, okay? And if you can't see that, there are some issues. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, no, no. You need to keep moving because you got some issues there. If you really can't see what's in front of you, and yet you still want to be a part of it, no, 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 no. Well, but that's, that's where what, I would draw the, the book, line. But it's me. Well, that's what the book deals with. It's it's these two people yeah. looking at. Okay, this is this is what's holding me back. Why is it holding me back? You know, why am I? Why have I found this person who seems perfect for me, and yet I still can't just relax and enjoy it? You know, and that's that's what the book is about: these two people trying to figure that out and how to find a way back to each other. Hey, and where can we get the book at? Because I really, really do want to read the book. Um, I, like I said, I really do commend you for putting it like your situation out there because I I don't know if maybe it's just it can't be a coincidence but it could be like that I experienced these very things you speak of you know like I've been on both ends of it both you know what I'm saying like man it's just crazy to hear someone else be you know so vocal and honest about the situation even if whatever whatever it is this be within but like clearly like whatever um it is, whether you really do love him and are in love with him and want it, or whether you really don't, you know, um, the fact that you put it out there is amazing. And I would say, though, even uh, for him, you know, if you care about him, um, 
help him figure out his why does he feel this way of you don't feel love you know you don't feel like you you should be loved um and I did have one question for you do you is that is it a current day like is that how you do you still kind of feel like you don't deserve to be loved because I think that matters you know in how I perceive what you're even saying oh no that's not how I feel um okay at all but I didn't think so, but I was in one ass. But that's how my that's how the character feels. <laughs> um and when you read the book you'll in find out book. why. Yeah. Um, yeah well, I, I, do, I, I do want to get it. Yeah, it's available on Amazon. Um it's also available at Barnes and Noble. Um and it soon will be available on iTunes. Mm. Okay. okay. But I agree with Ebony. You know, when you find gold you know you found gold. The yeah, heart you know knows what, I, what the heart that's knows. That's the thing. That's the thing that the the male character in the book struggles with. He knows he's found it. Everyone has tell has told him he's found it. In the book, even his two children tell him, "Dude, wake up. She's awesome. What's wrong with you?" And Can I say something? <clears throat> Sure. Yeah, come on, Hill. Um, <laughs> yeah, there are two observations. I, I'm all, I'm wrapping my head around this now. Is um, not because a person is good doesn't necessarily equate to them being right. So a yeah. person may be good, a person may be wonderful, a person may have all the qualities that are required, um, but that doesn't necessarily equate to that person being right for me, um, for whatever reason. And there are lots of good people. There are lots of wonderful people. There are lots of people with good intentions. There are lots of people who would do right for me or who right by me. However, it doesn't always equate to my thinking that this is the right person for me. <clears throat> First point. The second point is, the male psyche is slightly different to that of a woman. When a woman finds mm. gold or in, in, a, in a man, she knows it, and, you know, she wants to keep that. For a man, <coughs> sorry. sorry, I have this um, itchy throat. For a man, it's, there is, it's not just finding the goal. Uh, it is the process of finding the goal. Mm-hmm. You will find that a lot of men, you know, sometimes they don't know that they have the goal until they've lost it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and the process of deciphering whether or not this is gold is a slightly different process for a man. And many women can't grasp this point. Yeah. You know, the the whole point, you know, I, I'm saying something that probably, you know, a lot of, if there are feminists on this call, would want to take issue with me about. There is a thing that, said, that says that a man needs to find and work for and feel deserving of what he is, what he gets. Exactly. And if he gets it too easily... If it's handed on a plate to him um, without 
you know, I, I hate to I hate to use the term without him working for it. It sounds a little corny and maybe dated, but that's how the male psyche works. He likes to know that he has overcome challenges for it. And I get the impression from hearing the discussion back and forth that um, this thing, this person, this um, spouse or partner was so easy for him. It, it was handed to him on a golden platter. It's like, you know, here I am. You know, I'm the best for you. I have, I'll do good by you. I'll look out for you. I'll, you know, I'll be there for you. Without him making an effort for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, and don't misunderstand me to be saying that the person is cheap or loose or anything. Don't misunderstand that. I, all I'm saying is that men like consciously and subconsciously to be able to work for and overcome challenges um, and to earn, I don't know if you're getting me, what they mm-hmm. define in a woman. <clears throat> yes, because exactly. Because some men, lots of men, lots of men would have good women and leave them and get hitched up with some woman who, quote-unquote, treats him like trash, you know? And we could never understand that. It's, it's very difficult for us. But the challenge of um, securing, getting, of overcoming, of uh, maybe not seduction, but um, working for, and that is why, you know, Deep in the man's psyche, he has to work for his keep. <laughs> that is why a lot of men who don't have jobs, you know, their esteem hit the rocks. Um, and that's my little two-pence piece. I, I think that even though there are lots of good women, there are lots of available, and they, they avail themselves, women have to be very careful that they don't make it too easy for a man. And maybe that is, was the case, maybe that wasn't the case, but that's an observation I would like to um, inject here. Hey, can I add on to that? Um, I, I, I totally, I'm really, I'm with you 100% on everything that you said. And um, I wanted to add on, like, I was that, like, how I said I've I seen at both ends. Like, that's exactly, like, present day, what I went through now. The, the the person I was talking to, I let him see my loyalty and my love and that. And I normally never show that. Like, I don't care what anybody says. To the day I die, I will never I, – I, I've just been through so much – not even so much. I'm only 29. I just turned 29 in January, so I'm, I don't want to go through anything else. But um, I'm never going to show someone my true loyalty. I'm going to try my hardest not to because as soon as they – as soon as they win, as soon as you win – Anybody, man or woman, but men especially, I feel so far, it, it, there's something in them shuts off. Now, I'm not saying they will leave you, but they will begin to begin to be curious. So I feel like the sooner that the sooner that you show them that they won, there's no further they can really possibly get as far as you know your love and loyalty and all that goes. Um, it's kind of like okay, what's next? You know what I'm saying? And then that just depends on if you have a righteous man, if he's going to, you know, just still be true to you and just feel like that. But it's inevitable. They're just going to feel like that. Like, you know, there's no way to spark it back. 
you know, so um, I had to leave. Like, I walked away. Like, I, because he, the dude I was talking to tried to say the same thing you're saying, that you're saying he's saying to you. Like, um, wasn't like, you know, he doesn't feel like he should be loved, but, you know, like, he does, he's not deserving. He's got, you know, working on himself. He, um, like, I'm just, I'm the perfect girl for him, but, you know, all that crap. I don't believe him. I think he's full of it. That's excuses. I don't believe it. Yeah, that don't even make sense to me. If I'm the one, if I'm the perfect girl, why would you let the perfect girl go? I don't believe that. You wouldn't let the perfect girl go. That's the answer. If you really thought I was a perfect girl, you wouldn't let me go, period. So there's no coming back when you're bored <laughs> or you can't get none, um, you know, because you know I will, because you know my loyalty, you know how I feel about you. So we got to don't show that. I keep it spicy. I, I think you've you've said it very very um, succinctly, and and you've ex, you've capped off what I've been trying to articulate with so many words. But the point is that the, we have to extend it. That there there comes a point until a man gets it recognizes that this is gold, this is good, and he comes to that that. Um, well, the, the assessment or that, that point on his own by working through it and working for it, it's almost like everything else. We don't, you know, as human beings, we value the things that are rare, and we don't really put much value on things when they are in, um, they, they, they are plentiful. That's the thing with money, or that's why gold is so precious, mm-hmm. diamonds are precious, pearls are precious, not because you could go down to the beach and pick them up. <laughs> they are precious because they're very real. They're very difficult to get. They're very, um, and, and even if you, when you get them, the process of making a, a crude diamond into a shiny, polished diamond, that is what, the, that process lends itself to the value that we put on it. Um, and, and women have got to be careful because a woman's psychology is if they see something good, that's it. They buy into it, they commit yeah. to it, they know they have it. But a man's psyche is slightly different. But and I'm not saying that there are men who, who, who operate that way. Yeah, but I was going to say, sorry, sorry, you, ask the question. you know that a guy has that psyche, right? Um, and he decides that he still isn't clear yet about what he's seen. He knows it's good, but when he's not clear in his mind about the value he wants to place on what he, you know, um, who you are, then I, you know, I really feel like you've got to place the value in yourself and say, right, okay, then you go into the corner and do what you need to do to sort out your head. I'm not available to you. That's how I feel like. Because I'm like, why am I making myself available to you when you are rejecting this? You are saying this isn't yet. You're not sure yet about this. You know, you still got to sort it out. Go sort it out on your own. Like what? I, I'm not here. I'm not a part of this. Because if I'm clear, but you're not clear, then you need to go do your work. But I'm not going to support you doing the work and still have you around me. Just my personal thing. No, go do your work in isolation. When you've grown up and you're ready for the big person's world, come and see me. And just and if I'm if I've moved on, then you know that's the risk you take. But you know in this in this uh, period when you're saying you still need to find out and you're not sure yet, you know kick rocks. I haven't got time. For Sorry. It. 
No. No. Well, I think... Just my personal... I think you're right, Ebony. I, I think that sometimes what you need to do is to create the scarcity, um, the value. Yeah. Not because you're, not, because you're yeah. not valuable, but you have to generate the value based on the perception of value that he has, that men have. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and probably, you, you know, you need, you need, I say it all depends on what you want to in the relationship. If you want commitment, if you want to be the wife, don't be the wife if you're not the wife, else you won't become the wife. <laughs> That's a little bit of a um, um, roundabout way. You know, some people don't believe in marriage, but they believe in the permanent commitment. And it seemed to me that there was a point where the author committed. You know, she decided, well, this is going to be the person that she's going to share herself with and nobody else without taking stock as to whether or not he's made a similar commitment or he has reached a similar stage in the relationship as he as she has uh, so apparently um, and again this is just based on what i've heard you know, he hasn't. He didn't come to that conclusion, although he accepted. And very few men is very few men who are going to be getting that privilege. You would say no. You know, if you get that kind of privilege um, on all different levels, then why are you going to say no for? You know, he's going to be stupid not to say no. But emotionally, yeah. they may not have arrived at that 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 yeah. conclusion or that level or that point. So it and sometimes it's difficult to know when they have. But I am saying if you you know, you have to be very careful. Men don't perceive things as as he, as as a woman does. <clears throat> well and that's no, agree. and all of this is what's in the book. <laughs> oh all great. Of this. <laughs> what's, the, what's the name of this book? What's the all name of this, this book? It's called Bookends, and it's available oh, bookends. on Amazon. Bookends. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, and you, the, the thing I like um, about the way I wrote this is, is that you actually see the male character go through all of these questions. Mm. And, and you see the people in his life who have seen pieces or all of of this relationship talk to him about it um in the same way you know they're they're all telling him i don't understand what's wrong with you like i don't i don't understand why you haven't come to this conclusion like what's still holding you back and i think the turning point for the male character is not well maybe surprisingly maybe not a conversation he has with his daughter who is in a relationship and she's trying to decide if she wants the relationship to continue. And she asks him to help her make the decision. And she asks him by saying, okay, you know, you and mom divorced, but you never really told us why. And and I need to know why. 
and it's the last conversation that he would ever want to have. But he has it because it's his daughter, and she's asking. And and she she gets him to admit things that maybe he hadn't admitted to himself yet. Okay. And that well, maybe you shouldn't give away the book. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, give, us, kind of don't give us too much, because we're going to go read it. <laughs> so is this a novel? Well, is it, I, I'm is this definitely going to go read okay. that book. Definitely. Sorry. Well, I hope you do. <laughs> I will, because I, I, you know, now I'm frustrated, and I'm a bit angry because I'm like, you know, if it says it in the book, if it doesn't say the way that I'm thinking, I'm going to be fighting with that book. But, hey, I need, I'm open-minded enough to go read it. <laughs> and then come no, back I really, to I really want to read it. Like, no, I'm, I'm really going to get it watched. Sounds amazing. Well, and, you know, there's there's things that the female character has going on, um, yes. things from her I past knew. that have stopped her from really sharing herself with someone. Um, and she she has compartmentalized relationships. Like, okay, this one is completely physical. Like, I like you, I can go have coffee with you, but really I'm just all about being naked. And you, I don't really care if we're naked because the connection is so awesome. And she's never had a relationship in her life where those two things were put together because of this secret that she's been carrying for 25 years. So, so there's, there's, there's stuff that both of them have to work on and, and figure out before they're at a place where they can be together. Okay. Well, I'm going to just say this to people out there. Um, if you want to stop living like bookends, you need to go read this book, Bookends. <laughs> okay. And it's at barnesandnoble.com. The link is on the show page that I put out today. But uh, I believe it's also at Amazon. So, you know, you just have to put that in your search. It's going to come up. Um, definitely should be there. But I, I think it's such an interesting concept, the bookends, and the whole story around it sounds like it's going to be really interesting, and I know that it will challenge people who are, who you know, who think that things should be a certain way. I'm one of them. <laughs> I can be that way. Um, but, yeah, I, I love that it will open you up to, to look at things in different ways. Um, I don't know if I'll still come the same conclusion, but it, it sounds really interesting. And I'm so glad you came on tonight to share it with us. I was glad to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been good. It's got us uh, got us thinking. So that's going to be a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. And Hilton, thank you for joining the conversation with us. Uh, Courtney, uh, it's been great to do, what, what are we on, show number two? No, well, yes, actually, show number two. 
Yeah, we show number oh, two. Okay, and I want to thank our uh, guest. Or is it number three? Maybe yeah, three. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on number three. I, I want to thank yep. your person who called in as well. I didn't get her name, but I still left her mic open. So we had somebody who called in. Are you still there? Yes, I oh. am. Okay, what's your name? It's uh, Diane. Diane. uh, Okay, Diane. Yes, and I... Thank you so much for calling in, Diane. Thank you, and I have really, you know, enjoyed listening to this, and I agree, um, I'll probably check out the book, also book in, because, you know, it kind of makes you wonder, but unlike you, I kind of have a set thing in my mind of how things should be, and... Somehow this doesn't fit what I'm thinking right now, so I'm willing to give it a read and see if it changes my opinion. Yeah, it may it may affect your opinion. And thank you so much to Hilton for joining us. Um, we're out of here now. I think we're out of time. I just want to play us out with Black Street. Let's stay in love. But thank you so much, Leslie, and good luck with the book. I hope it becomes a bestseller and it goes viral. Uh, you deserve that success, definitely. Thank you, sweetie. No problem. And and good luck in love, too. I hope you, you find someone really great for you because you deserve lots of love. You're a great person, amazing person. And, Aww. yeah, I still think you should go kick rocks. I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> Me, too. Me, too. You sound so well, very genuine. I believe that you probably are giving even a friendship love he doesn't deserve because I don't know. I just it sounds like you you're you are genuine in and how much you 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 care for brother a friend family whatever it sounds you sound like a a gentle soul so I I hope you find yeah. the same person like yourself you know that gives you what you deserve because we we all deserve it. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay And it's been a great night Thank you to everybody who's listening out there In the virtual world Thank you to everybody who will listen to the archive uh, Yeah, check it out We will be back next Thursday For another conversation um, And I am looking forward to, to Sharing my time with you And of course Courtney It will be great to have you back with me then also, uh, let's go out with uh, Black Street. Let's stay in love. Yeah, and we'll see you guys. Take care and good night. Good night. I know we have ups and downs, our fights, our good times, and our bad times. But through it all, nothing compares to the way I love you.
me through whatever. 